Welcome to the show. I put episode 18. I don't know if it's actually 18 or 19. Clearly, I can't count. Whatever. I'm not paid to count. <laughs> Welcome to the Twin Cities Carry Show. We are Twin Cities Carry. We're a firearms training company based in uh, Minnesota. If this is your first time checking out the show, do us a favor. You can uh, like and subscribe. Find us on YouTube. Find our podcast version if if you just don't want to look at us for an hour, I understand. Um, you can find us on any podcast platform. Just search for Twin Cities Carry. As always, with me, I have Jim and AJ. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Hey, happy Wednesday, fellas. It's, doing well. I get that they can see you and you wave, but yeah, we got to be like, hey, you know, on top. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for the podcast people, they can't they can't see the, the wave. All right. Anything new in your guys' world? Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Boy, I was enjoying the nice, humid weather for a minute there, but now it's going to be nice and cold. Make sure you cover up your plants tonight. I know. I literally just planted the garden uh, two weeks ago, a week ago. So, um, Wendell's summer slump, right? Like it's it's weather's nice. People aren't uh, people aren't out shooting as much, which is kind of nice for us when we're at the range because. There's nobody there. And See, no... just, for, uh, just for giggles, I pulled up YouTube, and the show that you put up three weeks ago is labeled 17. Oh. So this might be 19. See, look, I told, look, okay. Uh, can I change it now? No. No, it's, it's too late. It's done. It's We're 18. Double 19, yeah. Double well, 18. Just, okay. del- if you just don't post the previous 18, then this will be 18. I'm just going to delete the other 18. I think it's not up there yet. So. It's the easy route out. It's listed as the live stream. So, yeah, delete the other one. Call it good. Not my problem. And uh, Jim, stop, stop doing homework uh, or stop checking my work. Okay. Nobody appreciates a brown nose. <laughs> I should put more than thirteen seconds into show prep. It's been you a busy pre- week. Uh, well, like I said, thirteen seconds. I've been in a. Someone should. Right, I've been in an all-week training for work, so uh, and it's stuff I geek out on, but it's it's through Microsoft Teams, and it's kind of the worst way to conduct week-long training sessions. So or business in general. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? So it's uh, my brain's a little fried, all combustible dust stuff. So, um, but no, as I was saying, it's it's the slow time. It's it's down. You know, now that you've learned it, you you can have some new ways to have fun with combustible dust, can't you? I mean, I already knew what to do with creamer, so little little powdered creamer, dry fine sugar. But yeah. Right mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you be, you know about combustible dust? You can have some fun. Mm-hmm. Interesting, uh, interesting note. I was I'm just thinking about this now with the the slow season, right? And it's the slow season across the state, uh, all of the states. Less people shooting frequently, maybe ammo is going to continue to drop in price. And guns are definitely back in a big way. They're available. Um, the few ranges, have, the few, few stores I've been to, they've been been busy. Uh, I was talking to you guys the other day. They have cases of ammo sitting out on the floor for sale right now. And, yeah, there we go. Can't imagine it's cheap yet, but it's available. Six hundred bucks. Six hundred for nine millimeter. And that's that's brass case though too, right? Not not steel case. I think it's brass. You were the one that saw them. I just saw the email announcing it. 
I saw the cases. I saw the price. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, well, thank Shane, you. Shane and I were on, online just last week looking for uh, hollow points, and about the best price we could find was a case of a 1000 for $1,000. Yeah. Oh. But think about it. That's not for hollow point for an HST. Was it HST? I don't know what it was. Yeah, that was 124 grain HST plus P. So, I mean, good top-of-the-line round, but I – I'm sorry, I'm still not paying a buck around for my for my protection ammo. And I don't think that that's outrageous. I'm not saying I want to pay it. I just don't think it's outrageous. So uh, either which way, ammo should start to come back to earth after damn near two years. So hmm. we'll see. Who knows? Like I said, guns are definitely in there. Guns are still a couple hundred dollars more than they should be. They had um. They had everything, though. I mean, lots of Canics, lots of Glocks, lots of uh, SIGs, but just an absolute crap ton of Rock Island armories. So, you know. But that, has, anybody, has anybody been perusing the used stuff yet to see if the that market's starting to get flooded like we thought it might? Nothing special from what I've been seeing. <clears throat> uh, to be honest, though, I was, I was talking to guys at the range. I'm, I'm at the point where all I'm looking for is the real weird shit. Like, I don't want normal guns anymore. I want weird things that don't make sense. Yeah, I've kind of got a, a bucket list of stuff I'd like to have at some point. I'd like to have a PPK. I'd like to have an H&K P7. I mean, that stuff's just either you're buying junk or you're paying through the nose regardless of when you buy it. Yeah, I mean... You have what you need, right? Like, you have the firearms you need. You have the guns that... You have your daily drivers. You got your carry guns. You have your rotation. You have your, your carbine. You got your flamethrowers. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, speaking of weird, so do you guys know what the Chiapa Rhino is? Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the, the, if you've ever seen the Divergent movies, that was a big, uh, big gun in there. I, and I, I really like the look of it. I've never fired one though. It's a revolver that fires from the bottom of the cylinder instead of the top. Very so low. And how, how easily that thing aims. I mean, we're not shooting distance with it, right? It's no different than a, a high, a rather high, um, red dot. Yeah. So I, I, it looks cool, but I've never fired one. I haven't either. I've never, I mean, I'd, I'd love to. I've never seen one. I wonder if that makes any difference in the recoil. That's I, I. That's kind of the reasoning behind it is my understanding. That's, that's the only thing I can think of on that. Yeah, because your barrel's right here. It's uh, low bore access. Uh, we don't have a side view of it. Yeah. So um, I love the look of it. It's not a... a strictly cylindrical cylinder either here. It's got uh, pronounced sides like... Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, I want weird stuff. Um, now, I don't know about that $1,600 price tag, but, you know, that's... Uh, you want weird, you're getting weird, my friend. I know, right? You're going to pay for it. you got to pay for the weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> weird don't come cheap. <laughs> <laughs> that's true in many fields. That's uh, Yeah. So, I mean, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, if I saw a good price on that at the range, that's what I... Or at the gun shop. That's what I'm buying. I'm not buying a Walther PDP. I'm not buying a, a Glock. I'm not buying a Sig. Like, I want the weird crap. 
like a lever action 22. Well, not weird. It's nothing I have. Got one of those. Mar 39A Golden Mountie. Uh, did you guys see the totally off topic? Uh, Ruger released a video uh, kind of detailing their plans on the Marlin line and what they're going to be coming out with first. Um, and if I remember right, they're going to be focusing on the lever actions. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Um, everything got, you know. Yeah, so Ruger built Marlin lever actions available by the end of 2021. They're going to start with the model 336. 336. Um, they're going to have a 3030 and a 4570. So, you know, all that ammo you couldn't already buy because nobody's producing it because it wasn't 9mm. That's cool. Yeah, you're just gonna have to wait. Um, but yeah, that'll be. I think that'll be good. Like, I, I, if anybody was to get the Marlin line, I'm happy it was Ruger. I don't think they're gonna do it wrong. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, Ruger's got one of the you know classic guns out there in the 1022. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a staple. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I mean, it's. It's better than, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. It's better than anybody else I can think of. Like, they, they'll do they'll do a good job with it. At least I trust them, too. So, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll screw it all up. I'm actually a little more comfortable with them owning than Remington, so. <laughs> oh, man, Remington. My, my favorite gun is... My, my old man has this Remington 870 from the 60s. Um, stocks cut down a little bit, and the uh, the barrels cut down just a little bit. And it's, I don't know, it's it's the only gun, like, I care about that he has that I want. That, like, you know, when when he when he passes on, like, that's, that's all I give a shit about is getting that gun. Because it's, I don't know, so much memories. Um, so, yeah. Old school 870, like... Can't beat them. New school 870s are not awesome. Well, I mean, the, the technology just, I mean, uh, pump action technology doesn't change a lot, but I mean. It shouldn't. Remington hasn't really progressed much. I mean, their 1100 line is, what, 1970s semi-automatic technology? What are, you, what are you talking about? The R50 was a, a awesome pistol, Jim. I had an R51 on the range of R51, sorry. And I had a conversation about it. Like, oh, I mean, I that's a list of stuff you should not carry, man. I have a buddy that daily drives that. AJ, you know him, Josh. Wow. Mm hmm. Loves it. At least that's what he says. <laughs> I mean, I will drive a Bursa Thunder all day long before I would even consider an R51. Fair enough, but what about a Taurus GX4, Jim? How's that for a segue? I've only seen pictures so far of the GX4. I actually had to ask you a little while ago if that's the new entry for Taurus into the uh, 365 market. So is it based on that striker fire platform like the TX-22? So looking at it again here, I, I see – stylings of the TX-22 and the serrations and the grip pattern, but also 
Tell me it doesn't look a little bit like a 365. What do you mean a little bit? This goddamn <laughs> thing could be a photocopy. I don't know. It, it, it looks to me more like an LCP2, so I think it looks more like the Ruger Max than it does the 365, just maybe because of the skipping and the grip. But hey, this? if this thing is based on the TX22, then I think it's at least deserving of a look. That TX-22 has been a great gun. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. I mean... It's just, you know, unfortunately, that's the only thing up till today that Ruger uh, uh, Taurus had that was worth talking about. I don't know. The judge is always a talking point. <laughs> it is a talking point, yes. Okay, yes. I I, I omitted another niche gun. So those of you who are listening, I think, don't know. Actually, I think they're I think the revolvers are fine. It's yes. the my auto line. That's just kind of hundred percent. To be clear, I would own a Taurus revolver, but yeah, it's their semi-automatic line. The stuff that we can think about carrying yeah. has not been of, of sufficient quality. But that TX twenty two has stood up to some serious abuse that Shane has. So I, I have two things to, to speak on. So I said weird guns earlier. I would put the judge in that category, and if oh, I happened yeah. across the judge, I would absolutely buy one. For, for those who don't know, the judge shoots a forty-five. Uh, is it forty-five ACP or four, no yeah. forty-five long colt and uh, four ten? And I guess it doesn't really matter forty-five and four ten. So you you can load it up with a four ten shot shotgun. Yeah, shot. I think of that as a niche gun. If I ever own oh, yeah. a ranch where I'm concerned about snakes, I'll own a judge. <laughs> I don't I think know that's what that gun is is best suited for. Yeah. And a four fifty four Kazoo. Kazoo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Call is that, oh, is that what it also will shoot? Yeah. Four fifty four kaboom. I well, yeah, right. I didn't know it, shoot, it would shoot a four. Yeah, I knew it was three. I had to look it up quick. Yeah, like, that, oh, that makes was the third one. That makes uh, that makes sense. I mean, it's still a forty five chambered cartridge, but that's a. It's a lot of powder in a 454 tool. Um, so looking at this again, I right there is what that is. Uh, well, I mean, you ever been next to a like a 500 Smith and Wesson when it's being shot? Yeah, it makes your shirt jump, lean over with a divider. It's ridiculous. It's not fun either. I, uh, I, that'd, be, that'd be me saying I'm going to break. You're done. So this uh, that's a nice that's a nice price point, <sighs> right? Um, Ooh, under four hundred, huh? It's just it's so it's a uh, eleven rounds, single action only, which it should be striker, fixed white dot, serrated drift, adjustable for the rear sight. Uh, uh, the rear sight is is not fixed. It's drift adjustable side to side. Oh, okay. I didn't catch it's, the. Drift. It's not I like a adjustable target sight. I just heard adjustable, and I'm like, no. To me, you don't put adjustable sights on a carry gun. Right. So if it's drift adjustable, okay, that's fine. I mean, I guess my opinion on Taurus has changed owning that TX22. Like I, I know they moved their manufacturing from Brazil to the U.S. on most of their lines. Um, that I, I, still I still haven't seen the quality in the in the ones that would be in the carry category, though. What are they called? The GS two, G two, G three, yeah, G two and the G three. I've seen a few of those on the range, and they aren't 
there yet, but you know, this is this is a brand new offering. Maybe right off the bat, it's going to be good enough. Yeah, I'll do some more research on it. I'm curious. I think, I think this might be a different a different route, as they they say it's the introduction of their first ever ever micro compact. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll do some research. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get an opportunity to see one. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's be honest. It's a Taurus. They're cheap. We'll see one here soon enough. Yeah, it's not a question of whether we're going to see one. It's just how soon. Yeah, we'll see one. So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to knock people, but people bargain shop. They buy cheap Tauruses because that's they're cheap and available. And they're, But there's the reason they're cheap and available, right? Yeah, and it's over a high point, I'll tell you that. But a high point has a, a backup effect of being a club. I heard one other good thing about high points. The, all the parts are standard. If it breaks, you can often go to the hardware store and buy what you need to fix it. <laughs> Hell nice. yeah. That's just where I want to get my gun parts. That's part of why they're so big is, is everything is kind of standard inside there. Well, I mean, the whole, the whole purpose behind high points, and I think they get a lot of flack um, that may be undeserved or deserved. I don't know, whatever. They wanted to design a gun that everybody could afford. They want everybody to be able to defend themselves. Well, that's what Hugo wanted to do, too, and we still ridiculed them when that car came out. Well, that was deserved. And and same with High Point. You know, um, Palmetto State Armory, they're, which I love Palmetto State Armory. I, I think that their their whole approach is awesome. They've had issues in the past with um, they've, they've had a lot of issues with quality control, with credit card processing issues, with credit card numbers getting ripped off from from sales. Palmetto State Armory's whole approach to everything they do is we want to make as many guns as we can at a reasonable price so that they are all in common use. And there's case law to support common use of firearms. So Palmetto State's whole approach is. I want every firearm out there in common use. So we got pistol ARs and 9mm. We got full size or rifle ARs, 16, 20, 22 inch. We got AKs, AK9s, the whole nine yards. Um, so, I mean, I can appreciate the sentiment. Sentiment, excuse me. I, I can appreciate the approach. But yeah, the only difference between. Oh, God. That common use was a big part of the Heller decision. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can I can understand the thought process, but you know the the reputation. It's would, not just it's not it's not sorry it's just. I would say ahead. at least today though, Palmetto State Armory has a good reputation. They've gotten past their issue. They have a better. Taurus looks like it might be getting past their issues, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, you know who else used to have a bad rep? Kimber. Kimber yeah, they did. Yeah, and they're they're definitely past that themselves. So, I I would I would only partially agree with the sentiment that uh, Taurus has a bad rep. I think people like ourselves who are in the gun industry mm -hmm. know that, but I think the public at large don't have that perception 
Oh, I would certainly agree with that. I mean, if you, yeah. if you talk to somebody who owns or runs a gun store, they'll tell you, I sell so many more Tauruses than I do Glocks. Yeah. And, it, and it's because people come in there and they look at the price on that Taurus and say, wow, that looks like a good deal. But then when well, I'm at the range and I've kept track and 13 of the, the last 20 that I've seen on the range have worked, 7 of 20 have not. 35%. That's just not yep. good for a carry pistol. I agree with that. But if you don't know any better and you come in and you go, okay, you look at them and they're the same goddamn gun, right? They're both striker fire, they're both black, they're both a little blocky. Like, okay, what's this one holds 11 rounds, this whole one holds, you know, 10 rounds. What's the difference? And if yeah, you got, feels, man, he don't care too much as long as you walk out with something. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, he knows if he tries to sell you the $700 Glock. You know, well, since 400, I'll go down the well, okay, not down. I'll go somewhere else and get the Taurus if you're not going to sell it to me. So, yep. education. I don't know. Texas is going to be selling quite a few more uh, carry guns, it looks like. I'm really just knocking it out the park with these segues today. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, we had uh, we had Joel on. He was talking about the, the governor not necessarily being all that for this, but maybe having painted himself in a corner thinking that the Senate wouldn't pass it and committed to. So we'll see. Yeah, so just before midnight Sunday, Texas House approved the deal hashed out behind closed doors in an 82 to 62 vote. The Senate approved the deal on Monday in a 17 to 13 vote. Um, one individual, one senator was, was quoted as saying, this is a simple restoration of Texans' constitutional right under the Second Amendment of the right of the people to keep and bear arms. So that's nice to see. Uh, basically, you know, I mean, we've talked, it, talked about it a bunch. I get it. Anybody still listening is like, oh, my God, this is Minnesota. It's not Texas. Why the hell are we talking about Texas? It's the 21st state and by far the largest state to be looking at constitutional carry as passing. Um, I don't know that there's many more states that are going to pass it, but there's a lot of people that believe that the uh, that Texas is going to just descend into uh, utter gun violence once this is signed. Which is ridiculous, right? I mean, no, the numbers don't back it up. We can. I want to be careful not to assume. Uh, Correlation without causation, causation without correlation. Like, the states that have constitutional carry do have less gun crime and do have less crime. I don't know if that's a function of the constitutional carry or not. Defensive gun use is a poorly tracked stat. Um, I just, I don't know. I like it. Well, I mean, this is getting to be a very old example now. Do you guys even remember back when... Uh, there was a, a problem with in Florida with people getting targeted driving rental cars. And it, it led to an industry change where they started pulling the, the label off the back of a car that said, you know, Hertz or Enterprise, if Enterprise was even around back then. But uh, they finally caught the guys that were doing it. And they said, why were you targeting tourists? And they said, because we know the residents have guns. We're not going to go up against that. Fair point. Shane, did you mute yourself? Okay. 
I think you did the answer is on purpose. He's busy uh, counting his pennies so he can get that weird fucking pistol. Weird uh, just figuring out my move to Texas. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously I benefit from this. I go to Texas from time to time to see family uh, and sometimes for work. So, uh, you know, it's it's one more state that I couldn't carry in that I will be able to. Well, there's there's the big question. Does it apply to just residents or anybody inside the border of the state of Texas? You know, uh, in my 13 seconds of prep for tonight, I did not read the full text of literally anything I looked at, so I do not know. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't know. Um, I know that there was some back backdoor dealings with this to get it passed. Um, the lieutenant governor has hasn't been exactly on board with this the police chief of dallas is has been a vocal um proponent of, uh, against this um we saw a bunch of permits carry instructors who came out against it which really just annoys me i get it but come on dude like how are you going to be a, how are you going to be a permit carry instructor and not support the true second amendment like i get you're making money but that's the only thing i figure right like we're in this as a business as well mm -hmm. it would be bittersweet but at the end of the day part of this reason we're in this is we support gun rights so strongly we want to help other people support their gun rights you know what i mean like it blows my mind hundred percent. Um, Ryan, thanks for saying, Hey, hello. Good evening. Um, I, I lost my train of thought completely. It was, it was just the most profound thing I was ever going to say. Well, I was going to say, you know, the, the fact that the Dallas, uh, uh, police chief is against it. I mean, what a surprise. It's typically something that is less, liked by people in urban areas jack knobs you know so uh, and i mean there, there can't be much more of a political appointee in law enforcement than the dallas chief of police there's yeah. fuckery at play here possibly there's shenanigans there's always fuckery and definitely shenanigans uh, so the deal preserves a Senate amendment enhancing the criminal penalties for felons and family violence offenders caught carrying. You know what? I don't even, I don't, that doesn't even bug me. I'm, I'm okay with that. As far uh, as I can tell, though, I cannot find actual wording that, that is definitive. It sounds like this might apply only to residents. Yeah, that's. I've seen where, I've seen where suddenly now. A state that wasn't reciprocal is now suddenly reciprocal because of constitutional carry. So, for instance, although you may not have constitutional carry there, now suddenly there's a clause that as long as you have a permit in your home state, you're now honored in that state on your permit. Okay. Could be, uh, except that we, here, but we know the whole reason now. Texas doesn't honor Minnesota in the first place is just a big F you because we wouldn't honor theirs. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean that's how I feel about in Minnesota about Minnesota in general. 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything, but uh, I mean, whatever. If it doesn't apply, whatever. It's still a step in the right direction. Uh, it's it's still additional data points one way or the other. So it, it just for, will be having to establish our Texas residencies. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we know a gentleman that can help us out with that. Who should have been here to talk about this today? Since he is still a little a little uh, salty about all the contradiction he did of everything I said. A month ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I like Joel. I do. Uh, my interactions have been at distance, obviously, but yeah, he's, he's fun to have on. Yeah, I claimed he was busy tonight, but didn't uh, didn't give me any <laughs> any details. So I, my hair. <laughs> I, accused, I accused him of lying about that, but anyway. <laughs> nice. Well, he hasn't chimed in to tell me I'm wrong, so... I don't know. We'll see. Um, there, yeah, we'll see. It's it's a good thing either which way. So, uh, God, the list of people that haven't chimed in to tell you you're wrong. Poof. There's a it's, list. It's a short list. That yeah, haven't that, that haven't chimed in. Yeah, it's about half the planet. Three point five billion people. The number of people that I know that think you're wrong on most everything, it's a long list, Shane. Hey, such is life. Can't please everybody. And <laughs> I stopped trying. Okay, well, I never really started trying. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh. It's not, look, I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here, I'm just, I'm here to, I don't know what I'm here to do. Speaking of not making people happy. Another beautiful segue here. David Chipman. Not making people happy. Yeah, he's, if a, you know, he's a very unimpressive man, I, I have to say. <laughs> There's just nothing about him that speaks to confidence and, and you know, any, any feeling of... of him doing a good job. He is an anti-gun. He's an anti-gunner's like dream. Like he stands for everything. Uh, every insane, inane, like perverse, screwed up thought they have. Like he epitomizes it. He is perfect for them. Um, in fact. Here's uh, here is him. So okay, let's 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 roll back a little bit. David Chipman, ex ATF agent, who has been in the employ of the Gabby Giffords. Um, I don't even know what her organization is called. Giffords against whatever the anti guns. If you don't remember, yeah. Well, I mean, Gabby Giffords, if I remember right, was shot in the head. Um, Giffords so office of helmet wearing, non helmet wearing, now helmet wearing. Um, anyway, so he, there's some speculation that um, he was also present at Waco and that he took pictures of the burned down Waco um, ranch uh, in which many, many children died. Uh, we, I, I, mean, I think everybody understands that that was well, government. That's in doubt, is it? I mean, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 
They're questioning it, but yes, uh, it's not in doubt in my eyes. So he's up for the head of the ATF. Uh, he's up at Senate confirmations. He had their hearings today. Uh, we have some clips from that I pulled from Twitter. Uh, it's very interesting. Like I'm not trying to be um, crude and like just rip on the guy. But he's but a Richard. He is. He is. So yeah, he's he's. He's a dick. He's a crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it how it is. Right. So uh, here, this uh, <laughs> first video I have is uh, Senator Tom Cotton, who, okay, just sidebar quick. I've never seen Senator Cotton before. I don't follow attention, much attention to it. I've heard his name. I always assumed he was just like a super old, like 95-year-old uh, senator from the South. No, not at all. Completely. He did swinging with the young guns, didn't he? <laughs> there are not criminal consequences. I want to turn to a second matter now, Mr. Chipman. You have called for an assault weapons ban. I have a simple question for you. What is an assault weapon? Senator, um, an assault weapon would be, in, in the context of the question you asked, what Congress uh, defines it as. So you're asking us to ban assault weapons. We have to write legislation. Can you tell me what is an assault weapon? How would you define it if you were the chair, the head of the ATF? How have you defined it over the last several years uh, as your role as a gun control advocate? Um, Senator, um, if I'm confirmed as ATF director, um, you know, my recollection is the only um, um, process by, by which ATF is weighed in is that I know there's a demand letter three program, which requires multiple reports, uh, multiple sale reports on the southwestern border. And ATF in that program has defined an assault rifle as any semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine um, above the caliber of 22, which would include a 223, which is, you know, largely the so, AR-15 round. So you, you believe that every weapon that takes a detachable magazine that can take a 22 round or, or 556 in the military parlance should be defined as an assault weapon? Um, let me clarify. Uh, what I believe I just said is any semi-automatic rifle. Um, with, okay, any semi-automatic rifle. Um, what, what? That's the definition. A detachable magazine that takes a 5.56 or 22 round should be defined as an assault weapon. Senator, um, you asked me um, if ATF um, had uh, used this term. And I was sharing with you my knowledge of a program in which ATF has defined this term. Um, and it is in the Demand Letter 3 program. And that rifle is a semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine with a round greater than a 22 caliber. And in those cases, firearms dealers on the southwest border are required to make a multiple sale report to ATF. I, I'm, I'm amazed that that might be the definition of assault weapon, that would basically cover every single modern sporting rifle in America today. Um, let me put it this way. If, if I wanted to buy an assault weapon and I walked into Walmart or Cabela's or some other firearm dealers and I looked up on the wall where they were labeling their weapons, would there be a label on the wall for assault weapon? Um, I don't believe, um, Senator, and thank you for this question, that the firearms industry has used the term assault rifle in their marketing um, since there was a... 
All right, that's enough of that. Um, that was longer than I, I remembered, but uh, this weirdly looking dude is exactly what I expect out of this administration. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I had to walk away there for a minute. My blood pressure was going up too quickly. So Michael's comment here: if you if I hit you with a plastic bottle, that would be an assault bottle. Then yes, well, that's exactly what I was saying before we started the show. So if I hit you over the head with this, this is an assault pistol. Well, I called it an assault toy, but yeah, stupid clown gun. <laughs> uh, stapler. Hey, I got one of those too, but mine's red. Uh, right? Like that's that's hundred percent like that that's the point though. They want it to be so broad um that it's everything. Everything is an assault, right? Once they get assault rifles, it's gonna be every bolt action is a sniper rifle. Once they get those, it's every semi-automatic pistol with a detachable magazine. Is an assault pistol, and and Michael makes another great point. Like Brad, when prices go up, it will not come down. Once they get this, it is done. It's ridiculous. I know. I have more um, clips, but they all are frustrating. There is one from um, uh, Senator Senator Kennedy, basically stating, uh, asking him a similar question to define what an assault rifle is, and say. David Chipman evading and evading and evading and referring back to the ATF, back to the ATF, which is what they want to do, right? Make this such a broad term and a broad scope that you can't define it. Suddenly, everything is an assault rifle. So, and Tom, uh, Senator Kennedy finally saying, well, if you can't answer my question, how can I vote for you? So, I don't know, it's frustrating. Everybody should. I know we all don't do a good job of it. Reach out to their elected representative, their senator, and say, hey, don't confirm this asshole. He is, he is. Yeah, but look who we have for senators. <laughs> they want him. Well, some, most of them do. Some of them don't. And some of them just want the press to say. It's that guy that walks in the room and everybody instantly hates Nobody in the room likes him. Mm -hmm. You can tell. I, I don't like him, and I'm not even in the room. Yeah, he, he, was, he was picked last for dodgeball. He just He's a little weasel. He, he, well, another um, Senator Cornian um, basically pointed out that it would be like him being in charge of the ATF with his ties to the anti-gun community would be like putting uh, Antifa in charge of Portland police uh, or, or putting, you know, the tobacco executive in charge of public health, right? Like, like it, it, come on. The dude has a clear agenda. How can he possibly be? Even if you can throw his agenda out, he just has such a history of being associated with such horrible incidents as Waco, Ruby Ridge. I mean... Mm -hmm. The man just needs to be gone. He is awful. You know, they they think they... I shouldn't say they. There's a belief now is the time. If they're ever going to push the anti-gun agenda, it is now. They have uh, more Dems in place to put... Who are, are generally more anti-gun, although I don't think that that's really proven to be true because, I mean, you guys can contradict me, but I think the people we're seeing nowadays 
purchasing guns and going through the permit to carry program are not the typical uh, sect of people, not even sect, the, the typical people we have seen in the in previous years to 20. So Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that statement. I, I'm curious, and we're still not far enough <coughs> out of it to determine how much of that is, you know, regional here, right, based right. on the last 18 months and the events here locally that definitely affected our demographic. I right. wonder how much of that is not regional. I think you also need to make a, a clarification too. There's a difference between somebody who votes Democrat and somebody who gets elected as a Democrat, you know, because the person who votes Democrat is still going to vote their conscience, vote their mind. The person who's elected Democrat is going to have to vote the party and I think you will find more of the anti-gun sentiment than in that elected Democrat as opposed to someone who just typically votes that way because they're going to be more free to choose their own their own. I agree. I, I don't like saying them in general. Um, yeah, but I, I think the clarification we're making is we're – is when we say it, we're kind of referring to that elected Democrat. We're not saying that if you vote Democrat, you're bad. It's just that generally the elected Democrats are the ones who are proposing the legislations that we're against. I think that is a very fair distinction. Um, yeah. I, I, statement. Yeah. To, to restate what I said, <laughs> no, I, I can admit when I'm wrong like once a year. What's the big one? What mark it on the calendar? Nope, it's time. It's not going to happen again. Video evidence. <laughs> Jeez, man! One week after his birthday, and he's admitting he's wrong. Yeah, this is the only time it's going to happen. Um, I think the people we are seeing have have typically been the people that felt guns didn't need to be a part of their life, and they have now seen not just the the police, not protect them but also the community rise up against them so uh, i can even, see that this whole show has been leading up to this moment me admitting i'm wrong yeah i mean it started with you saying oh i don't know if it's episode 18 or 19 this one's getting deleted jim yeah i mean <laughs> he planted look. the seed early for this moment right here <laughs> i'm not sure it was going to be because nothing from this is ever going to never happened never on the internet <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of your birthday, what was that that you had ordered? Was it was it uh, reloading bullets or primers or what? And there was always uh, it was bullets. twelve to fourteen weeks shipping. With fourteen to sixteen, they have not shown up. So it's past sixteen now already. Yeah, I ordered fantastic forty nine hundred uh, bullets for reloading sixteen weeks ago. I should call them tomorrow. Because I'd really like to get those. I have the powder. I have the cases. I have the primers. I don't. I don't have the bullets. So, and they've normally been really, really good uh, in the past. So, yeah. I mean, I, I order uh, a blue bullets, just so they're a polymer coated bullet um, for reloading. They work really well. What's what's the weight on those? Are they still like a 115 grain bullet? Yep, 115 grain. So they're just polymer coated lead. Okay, so, so it's still one of those boxes where you go to pick it up and it weighs 17 times what you think it does and you get hurt. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the UPS dude actually brings it to the uh, the step and doesn't 
accidentally lose grip of it and there's you know 4900 blue bullets all over my driveway because that could suck but um yeah it's still 115 grain you can order anything you want 115 grain 124 uh, i think they even go up to 147 but those are going to be more of a boat tail round so um yeah that's much more often the the subsonic round yeah that's you know it's the way for me it's the way to go i don't reload for for uh competition or anything like that i just reload I, just, I don't know anything about the polymer so i didn't know if that meant they were a lighter bullet so I, I, if i said polymer i, I misspoke there it's a you powder did, you did say polymer coated it's uh I'm more just, of a powder that, okay so i'm just that ignorant of that whole type of bullet it's still a lead bullet this instead of having a copper jacket it's got a polymer jacket yeah uh powder coat jacket powder coat okay yeah sure so which and that's strictly just to help with leading of the barrel to reduce leading of the barrel it's about as cheap as you can get uh a good performance uh helps the recoil i think it, it's better than a jacketed round um, I've, I've definitely seen lots of those go through guns on the range and I've never seen a problem that I thought was, was ammunition related, but yeah, it's just, it's one with which I'm not familiar. So you say polymer and in my head, I think the whole bullet is polymer. So all of a sudden I'm imagining something significantly lighter. I still, so along that, I still want to, still want to try 3d printing some bullets and shooting them. You know, the only problem is, you ever, ever heard, uh, you know, again, I keep pulling out references. It might be too old for you guys. If you remember Ray Guy with the uh, Oakland Raiders, he was a punter. And mm -hmm. he was accused of putting helium in the balls because they just went so much further than everybody else. And then they actually did the testing. And if you put helium in the damn thing, it doesn't go as far. There is a point where you lighten it up and it, it just doesn't fly as well anymore. So uh, a true polymer bullet that weighed, you know, 50 grains might not actually fly very well at all. Oh, no, I, I don't expect it to have, I don't expect it to be highly accurate. I don't inspect, expect it to pick up too much um, spin. I just, I just want to see if I can do it, that's all. So these, I mean, it's literally just blue bullets, right? Like, can't get any simpler than that. They're just a powder-coated bullet, so... No, that makes sense. It's just like so my, my ignorance was having me envision something entirely different than what they actually are. Yeah. Oh, it's, I don't know. It's about the cheapest I found. Um, there's, there's tons of companies out there, uh, Berries and... Um, well, that, that Federal line, that Syntec, they're the same thing. It's just red, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have, a, <laughs> I have a case of Syntec that I got at the range last time. We were at the range together because somebody left it. I haven't... I've never shot uh, manufactured. Uh, I, I've had I've had lots of people shoot that stuff, and we like I said, we've never seen a problem that seemed to be ammunition related. Yeah, I've been uh, shooting it for a minimum of six or seven years, and never once have I had an issue following misfeed anything with a single one of those. Not once. Nice. nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an option. Um, As a matter of fact, I can't even. Think of a single time I've cleaned my gun and picked out a single blue speck. Not one time. Hmm. Uh, sure powder, happens, coating, yeah, powder coating is a pretty durable process. It shouldn't be leaving anything behind. Yeah. 
No, like I said, it's all about reducing the uh, reducing the leading in the barrel. Got a little time left here, but I wanted to circle back to Ryan's comment. Ammo prices and availability ever going to get better? And I mean, I think we're seeing it. I think it's there. Ammo is uh, ammo's available. It's out there. You know, yeah, I'm speculating, but I'm willing to bet the spool, the respooling up of the Remington plants have helped that cause. Huge. I mean, the Remington obviously is no small ammunition manufacturer. And ammunition. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm struggling talking today. It's been a day long thing. Uh, don't worry, it's getting deleted anyways. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I agree. I think Remington. I think Remington uh, back processing, making ammo is a huge help. So, uh, it got it's in. <sighs> Who owns the Winchester line? Hopefully not the same people that own the Remington line now. Because <laughs> Winchester white box sucks. I don't know who owns Winchester. Oh, boy. It's going to be Vista Outdoors, damn it. it, it yeah, I doubt it because I've looked up what they owned before. Maybe. Uh, who owns Winchester? Repeating Arms Company. What a great name. Uh, 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 oh, okay. It's Winchester. The Olin Corporation. Ooh, yeah, Olin Corporation. They're listed. To uh, Herstall. Herstall. Really? Ick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Herstall Group, which is, is you know, FN. Yeah. And uh, the Browning Arms Company of Ogden, Utah. So FN and Browning. Are the are the subsidiaries who are making it? Hmm. When was the last time Browning was relevant? What they quit making the uh, the high power? What in twenty sixteen? Oh, really? Was it that? I didn't know it was that recent. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd been going down. It wasn't a relevant firearm for a while before they quit making. But I think they made them as late as twenty sixteen. Interesting. I did not know that. That one's on my list to, to own too. One day is it? I'd like to have a high power. Fair enough. I like to screw with people and talk about how John Moses Browning made the uh, the perfect firearm, and you know, talk a little bit about it, and then and that firearm is the Browning high power, so that they get mad because they want it to be the nineteen eleven. I like to troll people. What can I say? Well, I mean, they're not that different a gun other than the different caliber and the fact then that the, the, the 9 millimeter is double stacked. Yeah, but look, the Browning High Power didn't win two world wars, Jim. Of course it didn't. <laughs> neither did the Colt, the, the Colt 1911. <laughs> neither did the 1911. That was, uh, that, was, that, was, that was like tanks and M1 Garands and, you know, I mean... Um, I would say that... Uh, Nuclear weapons helped in one of those wars. I don't know. I, I I don't know that they helped the win. I think they made the win faster. They didn't hurt the win. Well, there's there's <laughs> arguments really out solidified there. the win. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're really going off the rails here, but there's arguments out there that that it saved lives because the Japanese gave up more quickly than they would have otherwise, and they 
they were a people that would have fought to the last soldier, the last citizen. Well, yeah, the, what was the saying? There was a, a, a Japanese behind every blade of, of grass, something like that. So, um, no, yeah, yeah, you couldn't invade. It would not have worked. It was the only feasible option in that situation. Um, we have the beautiful benefit of hindsight, but... Uh, no, more than likely, uh, what really helped uh, the the win the World War II was the whole uh, attacking the Russians and uh, not making the progress you thought, and then invading Russia in winter. So, yeah, it says here the Winchester Repeating Arms name is still in use, but the company has been defunct since two thousand six. What a shame. So it's all just being used under license now. Well, it was the same thing with uh, Colt, right? Colt's defunct at this point, and it's just the, the naming rights were sold. Remington, is, it's not the same company. It's the name the name that was bought. Um, I, forget, I forget who bought the actual name Remington to produce, produce firearms under the name. Yeah, it also does Henry? Henry? No. Oh, I don't think so. It also says, do not confuse the Winchester Repeating Arms Company with the U.S. Repeating Arms Company. Oh, that's two different names. So those, are, those, were, those were two different those? entities. Uh, let's see. Uh, Remington. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and only, only Olin, which is Browning, is making uh, ammunition. Hairstall is is making firearms. They make some good firearms. They make some stupid firearms. They're all expensive. It's, I, I do want a P90. Let's see. And if you ever watch Stargate, you have to have a P90. That has to be. I idea. mean, honestly, right? It's the only reason I want a P90 is Stargate. <laughs> like, I wouldn't care about that gun other than Stargate. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. We're travel to other worlds. What gun should we have? Some guy in the back's like, P90. <laughs> no questions asked. 50 round magazine, 5.7 by 28. I mean, it's not a bad way to go. Uh, okay, so. I do want it because SG. SG one carried it. <laughs> <laughs> Remington Arms business and non-Marlin firearm businesses were sold to the Round Hill Group, but there's no Wikipedia link for the Round Hill Group. Uh, Remington's ammunition brand name and trademarks were sold to Vista Outdoors. So, yeah, I don't know who the Round Hill Group is, but they own the Remington name. Didn't, uh, didn't CZ buy Colt? Yes. We've talked about that one on this show previously. That's 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 what I'm interested in. I want a CZ made Colt. But, all right. We've, we've gone into, like, meandering, weird territory. Let's freaking call it. Cause it's just, we went off the rails on this one. It's only downhill from, from 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> we start talking about World War II. 
Oh, <laughs> right. All right. It's episode 18 or 19 or... 18.5. Like 18.2. <laughs> oh, whatever. Screw it. 18.1. Oh, all right, guys. I'll talk to you in two weeks. It was a weird one. Take it easy. <laughs>